Agency, this is 47. Patch me through to Diana. Hey everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life episode number 226, titled The Hit. The show was recorded on Sunday, January 27th, 2013, from the new, newly remodeled This Xbox Life Studios, powered by your donations. <laughs> you so, like that one? So in other words, we're sitting in a cardboard <laughs> box outside? Yes, for sure. <laughs> so, uh... This is a show where we talk about all things Xbox and anything else you want to talk about. Uh, my name is Rob, also known as Presar on Xbox Live. And with me today, you heard him just a couple seconds ago, my good buddy Mark. Ah, you didn't hear anything. Hey, what's up? Yes, is... yes, yes, they did. They did. This is Wingman709. Represent. All right, all right. So, you know, uh, a whole bunch of stuff has been happening of late, I guess. So, uh why don't we just uh, get started with the show? And I think, Mark, uh, you want to um, hit up something before we get on with the what we've been playing? Yeah, this is cool, baby. Cool. I'm excited. Uh, and this 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 bit of news here, um, is this is going to be one of those things that people are either, either super happy about it or they're really, really not happy about it. Which makes no sense to me why they wouldn't be. I I know I think, but anyways, the of course everybody knows Star Wars was uh, the the franchise was bought by Disney, the mothership. Yeah, they own the Star Wars franchise now, and they are working on the next movie, and they right, have right. pegged J.J. Abrams to direct the next Star Wars film. Yes. Now, if you don't know who J.J. Abrams are, I, are. <laughs> I then is. I'm is or who he are. Who he are be? Um, you got to be living on a rock or not watching TV or something or movies because this guy has done some TV shows he's done that you may have heard of are Alias, yep. Lost, mm-hmm. um, uh, Persons of Interest, Fringe, yep. um, which actually just ended. Uh, that series just ended this last week. What? Uh, yeah, this the that was the uh, series finale this week. Oh man. So okay, it's I'm over. one episode behind, <laughs> so I, I guess I've got the last one to watch. That stinks. I was looking forward to more. <laughs> um, oh well. There was some other stuff, but for movies, he's done uh, the latest Star Trek movie, which uh, I up until this last one, I always felt the Wrath of Khan was the best Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. I really think this last one is by far the best, and it was done by J.J. Abrams. Yeah, it's pretty good. And he's doing the new it. one. Yeah, he's doing the next one that's coming out, I think, the end of this year, in November, I think. The next yeah. Star Trek movie comes out, and it looks fantastic. He's done um, uh, Cloverfield, which yeah. I really liked. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it sucked, but you got to look at it. My thought was, and I, I did, I viewed it from... Because I kind of heard about it before I watched it. So I'm like, okay, but this movie's like from the viewpoint of a normal schlub like you and me. 
What's if, something, if something's going on in the world, what are you going to know about it? You know what I mean? It's from the viewpoint of just your common man, if you will. Yeah, yeah. A schlub. So that's why you really didn't get to see the creature that much. You weren't, you know, you didn't find out what was going on, but now they're making another one to that where it's going to be supposedly during the exact same time frame, only from like, I think it's from the military's perspective. So you're probably going to, it's going to be probably a lot more action packed movie, you know, instead of this kind of like what's going on, I don't get it, you know, but for the point of it, I thought it was excellent. I liked it. Um, he did Super 8, which I didn't care for that movie that much, but it was really good character film, and he's really good with characters. Um, you know, all his TV shows and movies have fantastic characters in them. Um, and what else has he done? There's some other stuff. I, I'm trying to look up. Uh, we were talking about this. Here it is uh, in our group. He also did Alcatraz on TV, uh, Revolution, right. which is that new TV show we've mentioned a couple times. It's a good show. I enjoy it. Like yeah. it. Like it lots. So, I mean, he is very well experienced. He's done some great stuff. I, I think he may even have done um, one. Of, didn't he do one of the Mission Impossible movies? I know, according to uh, the Internet Movie Database, it, he's got Impossible Five coming out in two years. Oh, yeah, Mission Impossible 5, that's right. But I think he was involved in one. I, Ghost Protocol he was a uh, yes, producer was, from sir. two yep. years ago. And, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that he has done. I mean, but those are kind of the big things that, uh, you know, I knew him from. I was, I mean, the first series I watched from him was Alias, which was fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. Until the later years, <laughs> same with Lost. They always start out great, and then he steps away and goes on to their stuff, and other people take it over, and then it just like. <laughs> and the studio probably, or the uh, network probably, gets involved too. Yeah, that's what happened with Lost. Oh, this is supposed to be a two-year thing. No, it's such a hit. We want it to go out nine. So let's just make a bunch of crap up to stretch it out. But we're gonna milk it. But I and he's very honored to be able to direct this movie, and I, for one, am really excited. I, I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, so that's what I'm excited about. And it's interesting too that you know you've got the same guy basically working on both the Star Wars and the Star Trek franchise simultaneously. Yeah, and that's one thing I thought was interesting because you know Trekkers really don't like Trekkers or Trekkies depending, I guess, on your age group. Um, really don't like... Typically, you know, the real diehards don't like the Star Wars people and vice versa. Now they got the same director for both franchises. <laughs> <laughs> your director sucks. Oh, wait. Hang on. Exactly. He's okay. No, he sucks. Going back and forth. Yeah. So it's interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing it, what he does with it. So. You know, now, one story that I saw says that he is going to be the director because normally he's a producer. Yep. Was he going to direct it or produce it? Direct. Okay. That's two different roles. And I don't, as far as I know, he's always been a producer, not a director. So maybe this will be the first one he directs. That's a good point. Excuse me. Um, unless this is unless uh, he's always been an executive producer or yeah. a producer. Um, I do not see him directing. And yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good point. However, 
he's so involved in every he's done so much in the industry i don't think it would be that hard yeah i'm sure he'll do excellent because well, even with the star trek the last star trek movie it says he was a producer but i could have swore he actually directed that and he was very much involved he was a director of star trek and oh wait that's the new one into darkness so he's directing the new star trek movie that comes out this year okay um but if you look see if you're looking at the oh that's the producer let's see where he has he directed he has been the director of several things uh felicity lost alias mission impossible 3 jimmy kimmel live uh he was a guest director for one show uh the okay. office anatomy of hope star trek uh undercovers super 8 so no he has done he's directed 12 tv slash movies yeah okay so yeah, i the undercovers that was the one that i never watched never heard of it it was uh, like a husband and wife spy or something. Oh, I'd have to look that Spies. one up on Netflix or something. I don't think it made it through a full season. Oh. If I remember right. I mean, it doesn't mean that it's bad, but it was one of those shows. Undercovers? Now, yeah. Now, so a director is the one that basically tells the actors how to act, right? Kind of? Yeah, they, they direct the movie. They right. are responsible a, for... Yeah, yeah, and then a producer is more responsible for financials, right? My understanding the, is correct. kind of, you know, they gather up the money and and kind of you know bring things together and make it happen. Whereas a director directs the actors, the producer more or less directs everything, but not the details like the actors. An executive producer is a producer who is not involved in any technical aspect of the filmmaking or music process, but who is still responsible for overall production. Um, however, the titles become ambiguous, particularly in feature films. Although directors outrank the authority of an executive producer, it is the exact opposite in television. So, producers are the showrunners, if you will. So... Yeah, an executive producer of a motion picture is often the person found, who found and brought the literary property that a film is based on. So, yeah, they're they're pretty. I think you're right. They're pretty much like the financial dude. And... So, does that make us executive producers of the sex box life? We're writers, directors, producers, actors, <laughs> everything, dude. That's why they pay we're, us the big bucks. We're craft food service. <laughs> All that fun stuff. I want to know where the craft table is. <laughs> yeah, where's my where's my uh, red peanut M and M's? And I want to have those uh, flaming hot um, corn yeah. puffs. Corn puffs. Did you ever try those? No. They're new. I don't think they got them in the big bags yet, but they're like those corn puffs that are like corn puffs. Okay. <laughs> but they're flaming hot. They're not like. The curly puffs or the the Cheetos, they're a new one. Like Okie Dokie brand has them, but not the flaming hot. Okie Dokie. Okie Dokie. Anyway, those things are good. They're no, no. Who am I kidding? They're fantastic. <laughs> anyway. Alrighty. Enough of that. Yeah, enough of that. Um, one other piece of news that yes. I have to share because I'm just so proud. Um, this past Saturday, yesterday, uh, was the Pinewood Derby. 
for this year, my son, who's in Cub Scouts. Yeah. Now, last year was his first derby race. And, you know, I help him build the car and mm-hmm. we work on it together. And yeah. last year was not a very good race for us. Um, we came in like second to last. <laughs> it was bad. So he really wasn't looking forward this year too much to it. He was kind of, you know, just not as excited about it. So we worked on the car and, um, you know, he, we, he knew his design, what he wanted to do. He wanted to change it a little from last year. And he had kind of, you know, so he told me what he wanted to do. And I said, all right, you know, we'll do it. So the very first race on Saturday, he was like, and he had to race eight heats. The very first race, he won. And he won by a lot. I couldn't believe how fast that car went down the track. And I figured, okay, it was a fluke. You know, I mean, I really did. I'm like, that's awesome. He got first place, but those are probably like the three slowest cars, you know, that he probably raced against. So I'm like, okay, good. At least we're not going to be dead last. We may have some, maybe we can, you know, you know, you know, but I really didn't take much into it. I was really happy, but uh, then he came back for a second heat and he got first place again. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, oh my gosh. We have a car that's competing, you know. There you go. That's my boy. I was so happy. And then it continued. He had eight heats. He came in first place on five of them in very close second place, um, the remaining three. So it, it we got through all the races. All the kids got to race. And they said, well, um, if you thought we were done, that's not going to be the case. We have a four-way tie. And then a two-way tie. So, so they said they're going to do the two-way tie first. So, and they called my son up and another kid. And they, and it was funny. I got, I got. This was so cool. If you, for those that have done Pinewood Derby with their dads or with their sons, they're there. I think they'll really enjoy this story. And for those that don't, I apologize. I, I, I won't take up too much time, but. It was just a really neat moment. What happened was, so these two boys come up. They put their, their – it's a four-lane track. So they put like the cars on – it's a on, big ramp, right? Yeah, it's like this big ramp. Yeah. And it's just okay. gravity that takes the cars down. So they stick them up there and they, they got these little these little pegs that hold the cars. And then they, they drop down exactly together so all the cars launch at the same time. So they put the cars like on lanes two and four. Or no, I think it was one and three. Because I was like, oh, good. We've had really good runs on lane three. So the first one we go, and um, he loses the first race against the other kid. I was like, ah, bummer. But they go, okay, bring him back up, and they they switch lanes. They run him again and switch lanes because they want to make sure that there's not, like, an issue with a particular lane that it is truly the fastest car. So they switch lanes, and my son won. So then everybody's like, oh, my goodness, we're back to a tie. So they bring them back up, and then they put them on lanes two and four. And they run them, and the other kid wins. They bring them back. They reverse lanes. My son wins. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my goodness, you know. So then someone's like, best of seven? <laughs> so they bring him up, and then they do completely like one and four or something like that. And my son wins. So they come back up, and they switch them, you know, again. And he won again. So he won uh, four of six races against that guy. Nice. 
so he won. And I'm like, awesome. But I still don't know what it's for. So then they, they're getting all these other four kids. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, wait a minute. If, if they're doing the four, that wouldn't be tied for first place because whoever wins in that group of four, then you'd automatically have your second and third place winners. So I'm like, then why would you have the fourth guy there? And why would you have the other two? I'm like, so that can't be, that group of four can't be tied for first. So I'm thinking my son had to be tied for first because whoever, you know, that would be first and second place. The other four would be tied for third. So that's what my thinking is, right? Okay. Came out to be true. My son walked away this year the overall winner in the entire troop. He got first place. Nice. Dude, I was – I can't tell you how excited I was. You know, I just went there. I'm like, great. We got to sit here and do this again. And, you know, and I'm like, you know, and if we don't compete very well again this year, um, it's just, you know, he's going to be even more depressed and – he was all smiles and grinning and just he was so good about it. he was so happy and he just came home just so beaming and i mean i was i was too and it was funny because a couple times uh at one point there was uh, a guy in front of me and he was obviously rooting for the car that was in second place <laughs> Because he was like, you know, we're standing. It was like, yes, yes, yes. And he goes, oh, no. And I'm behind him going, yes. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like <laughs> jumping up and down. The guy looks at me and I'm like, sorry, but yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> nice. So it was it was a fantastic weekend. And I was just so happy to, you know, see my son hat be successful. And, you yeah. know, just he was just it was so cool. So if you have if you got young kids, you know, Cub Scout age, I encourage you to take them and let them do it because it is truly a fun experience um, for them. Scouts overall is great for kids. So, but yep, I got a got a Pinewood Derby champ in my house. <laughs> Sweet. So, had to brag. So now, so now you know you got to follow up this thing with another win next year. Well, like you. <laughs> that's what I was telling him. I said. Now, you know, because the guy that he was competing with, where he was, you know, uh, tied for first place, that was the champ from last year. So was. Was, exactly. So he unseated the champ from last year, which was, which made, you know, just kind of like icing on the cake, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you didn't just beat anyone, you beat the champ from last year um, and and did it in fat, in style. So, yeah, it was a nice time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, very cool. Vibe. All right. So I guess we'll go into what we've been playing. Um, did you get any gaming in this week? In, in this week, Rob? No, not this week. It was a bad week. I had some dental surgery in the week, and I spent most of the week uh, off sleeping and in pain. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to continuing my Borderlands this week. Now that the uh, I can actually talk normally. <laughs> My eye isn't partially closed. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, I, I guess you've been playing uh, quite a bit here. Uh, you know, this, that. Uh, played um, some jeans and bench strike fighter. Uh, that game is glitched on me. I got a couple of people to join me. I'm like in the co-op. All I need to do is beat the last mission. And it keeps... It's like glitching out where it gets to a point where it won't progress any further. I've done this so many times. 
I've had the same guys in over and over. We're trying to beat this for me, and we just can't get it. So we're going to try again, only have someone else launch the game and see if it works better. Um, I don't know why this last co-op mission just glitches out on me. It just will not. It's like you get to a certain point, and then it's supposed to trigger the very last part where you go shoot down the the, the, the evil guy, right, the, the main guy. It won't trigger that part of the mission. It just keeps respawning guys in at the same spot. It never ends, and it's just like, all right, I don't get it. So that's frustrating. Uh, played some Burnout Paradise. Uh, played some Cops and Robbers. Finally got to play that DLC. Um, so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally broke down and bought Choplifter HD off the Xbox Live Arcade. It's just a fun game. It's it's fun. I really enjoy it. Cool. Uh, played some Far Cry 3. I haven't touched it in a while. I got pretty frustrated and uh, quit playing that at the beginning of the week and spent the rest oh, yeah. of the week on Black Ops 2 multiplayer. So um, Got the Prestige this weekend. Uh, their double XP weekend is finishing up tonight. Um, but I did get the Prestige yesterday, and uh, so that was cool. So it's always nice to Prestige at least once. That's usually about all I get. I I think I did it twice in Modern Warfare 3, but um, that's about it. <laughs> Just a couple things. So a couple two three things. Couple two three. So. Sweet. All right, let's uh, let's get going with the stories, right? Let's do it. Let's um, do this. This first one. And I'm, I'm curious how people are going to feel about this. You know, we feel like, especially since this game is being published by Electronic Arts, um, Dead Space 3 uh, is adding microtransactions to the game. Uh, so their Eurogamer was reporting that crafting materials in the game can be picked up by the player scavenged by bots or purchased through the in-game store. Um, supposedly there are guards in place to prevent players from buying the best gun in the game right from the start. But, you know, I, I don't know if I like this idea, um, of having that every time you go in there, you know, because to me, it's too easy for them to rig stuff saying, oh, we didn't find this, or they have one, one material you might need for a weapon that's probably gonna be pretty powerful they'll only make it available to you like once in some hidden spot that most people find so then they get more revenue they make more yeah. money by people buying it instead of being able to find it in the game and i don't know it just it just seems like the more they try to do that i just don't trust i don't trust anyone you know and i just think that there's some back end to that where they want to make sure that if they're going to put the system in place it, think about it. It costs them money to put in the microtransactions and, and get that all set up to function properly, right? And to make the actual money transactions. They're not going to do that if they aren't going to ensure they're going to make some money on it. Yep. it. You know, and they're controlling what you find in the game, what you're able to scavenge. So mm-hmm. I don't really like the idea of that. Right. But on the other hand, if you can't find something, it does for if you're willing to pay it, I guess you can get upgraded stuff and continue on with your game. But I just feel like they're controlling it too much. Do you know what I mean? That's oh, yeah. kind of what I don't care for. So. Yeah, I hear you. It's, you know, because it looks like it doesn't necessarily need to be tied to real money. 
real world money. So, I mean, what would this be like? Basically, you've got in-game money that you would use to buy these things, and you can either find that money throughout the game, or you can, you know, pitch in like Microsoft points or whatever, right? And get additional. So that's how it's going to be, kind of. Yeah, you can either because like when you kill something, you pick up items that you can use to craft. You know, like. I don't know. I played the demo. Demo was excellent. Um, can't wait for the game. But you can pick up things that you, you know, like if you find blueprints and you're going to need these items to put this particular type of gun together, well, you can pick these things up throughout the game. But if you didn't find it or you're missing enough pieces, then you can purchase those said pieces for real money. Now, I did. they did this with Mass Effect 3 multiplayer with buying kits and specter packs and stuff like that. And I found that I dumped so, a lot of money into those stupid microtransactions just to get additional, you know, in-game content. And, then, and the thing that was stink, stinks about that is with that, it was always a gamble. You never knew it was in the pack. You know, at least here, yeah. you know what you're buying. But um, I don't know. I just I don't really like that. I'm we're seeing this type of stuff, and as it's successful, you're going to see it in more and more games. Right. You know, and I just really, to me, I feel like that means they're leaving stuff out or making stuff that, you know, well, we're going to make this. I'm going to drop this one thing, so people will probably end up spending the money to get it because they can't find it because we've made it so hard to find in the game. You know. Right. Or they just don't dish it out, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm really not sure how I feel about it. I, I think I'm more against it than I am for it. Yeah. I can see both sides, but I'm really leaning more ever to I don't like it. Yeah, I always found any kind of microtransaction, you know, whether it's, you know, for the tablets, you know, mobile, whatever, or or the consoles, I feel nickel and dimed. You, you know, yeah, it just puts me off. I'd rather almost pay, you know, we talked about this before. I'd rather pay extra and not have to be nickel and dimed than to go through this because it just makes me mad. <laughs> but they'll never, it's never enough for these companies. Right. They're always got an excuse to, well, because, you know, I, I guarantee, Rob, the next consoles come out. I'll be shocked if the price of games does not go up by ten bucks. I'm oh. expecting them to go to twenty uh, seventy dollars for a new release. I I could totally see it. So actually, it probably will happen. I'm sh- I'm sure it will. We've been at sixty dollars for what almost ten years. Yeah. And their prices, that you know, as they claim, their prices are continuing to go up, but they haven't charged us more for these games. So they do it every console cycle. Well, so, they charge us through. The back end. So, yeah. you know, they get us on DLC, they get us on, you know, right. stupid avatar items. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, it's they get it somehow. <laughs> it's like, poor us, we didn't make enough money. We only made 20 bajillion dollars. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. That wasn't enough. So. I don't mind the fact that my kids didn't eat because I had to play black. I had to buy Black Ops too. Yeah, they don't think about that. <laughs> they don't think about the children. <laughs> yeah, my kids can't go to daycare for a month. 
<laughs> yeah. So, anyways. Okay. All right. Um, next thing here is there's been a leak from uh, VG Leaks on some of the specs of the next-gen Xbox, which I guess uh, is codenamed Durango. And some of the specs that came out for this thing is that it's going to have an AMD CPU, which I think we've known for quite some time now. Uh, It's going to be running eight cores, which it's pretty impressive, you know, for a console at least. Uh, Each core is going to be running at 1.6 gigahertz, and there's going to be 8 gig of DDR3 RAM. Uh, This uh, machine's also going to have a GPU running at 800 megahertz, and it will feature a built-in hard drive of sorts. Actually, it'd be interesting to see exactly how big that is. Uh, and it's the structure for it is going to be from AMD's cost and power efficient Jaguar, uh, which has been aimed at the laptop and tablet market. Uh, there's also going to be a, what they term as a high fidelity natural user interface sensor. And, uh, you know, I guess the the consensus on this that it's going to be some kind of built-in connect functionality. And um, there's going to be an HDMI uh, HDMI input, which is interesting. I wonder what that's about. HDMI what, what, input. Was that for some kind of pass-through? Oh, oh. it says uh, they're speculating it could be for recording and importing video from external sources like cable boxes and personal cameras. You know, this is a smart thing for them to do if, if this is actually legit because if you use your Xbox to pass through data, like from a cable box, mm-hmm. that means that your Xbox will always be on. And they'll always have control of that interface. So they can target more ads. Yay! Right? <laughs> that excites me. So from what they're saying, uh, it's going to be a significant performance gap between the the three or the 720, whatever it's called, the, the Durango box, and the next gen PlayStation, uh, specifically in regards to the graphics processor. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll get some official word as of E3, which is not too far away. Was that about five months away? Four months? Five? Yep. It'll be early June. So yeah. So uh, we'll see if this uh, information's legit. And, I mean, that's pretty impressive because, I mean, my home system, I mean, it's uh, an Intel 8-core CPU with, and I originally had like 8 gig of DDR3 RAM. I mean, that thing just screamed, I mean, for, for years. And uh, it's impressive that they're going to be doing that with this, especially, uh, you know, the amount of memory and everything. How much does the current Xbox have? Do you remember? Memory? I have no idea. I'd have to look it up, which I could do. <laughs> I'll do that. Because the original one had, didn't it have like 512? The original Xbox itself? Yeah, it had 512 uh, meg. Oh, I have, I so have... half a gig of RAM, I think. The 360, according to Wikipedia, uh, it has... Well. Yeah, 512 meg in the Xbox 360 of GDDR3 RAM. Clocked at 700 megahertz. 
Wow. So that's going to be considerable. I mean, it's got 16 times the RAM. Yeah, and the current um, the graphics card, well, it's based on the ATI Xenos at 500 megahertz. So I'm sure the graphics cards are just going to blow way past this. Um, oh, yeah. the, the cool thing is, of course, stuff never, even as impressive as the Xbox 360 stats were probably at the time, you know, when this comes out, I mean, there's always, you know, there's probably going to be a PC sitting out there that's better. But the thing is about the consoles is that when you can have lesser hardware, but you can milk a lot more out of it because everybody's writing for the exact same hardware across the board, unlike yes. in the PC world, where they, they got to write... do the optimization across the board. Exactly. And that's why, I mean, we can get... I mean, you look at... I mean, who here has a, a computer with 512 mega RAM on it? Nobody. You, can, you can't even run Windows on that, right? You know, mm -hmm. but look what we yeah. can do on our Xbox, you know, with only 512 mega RAM in it. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's insane how much they can get out of it when it's dedicated. So hearing the stats, if these do, like you said, hold out to be true. Wow. <laughs> that will be pretty cool. That'd be some serious horsepower. I'm curious now what the original Xbox had. Let's see. The original Xbox had 64 meg. Wow. So the original Xbox was 64 meg DDR at 200 megahertz. The CPU was a 733 megahertz Pentium 3. Even the PlayStation 3 only has 256 meg of system memory and 256 meg of video memory. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be huge, you know, these next generation. And watch. The next-gen Xbox will not have built-in Wi-Fi. You'll have to buy a stupid <laughs> adapter. Microsoft! Damn you! No, I think it'll no. be there. I think <laughs> they better. Still, but they, they won't better. have an HDMI cable for you. <laughs> oh yeah, you know <laughs> that—that's almost a guarantee. Yeah, you'll have to buy an Ethernet cable or a uh, or the HDMI cable, yeah. and then maybe some enterprising people will come up with a Wi-Fi cable to buy. Or they'll just come up Get with some proprietary. That. Oh, Wi-Fi. Like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> They'll probably end up actually uh, coming out with some proprietary cable so that you have to buy a new one. But you can't yeah. use what you have now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Okay. All right. Well, that's cool. It gets me excited yeah. for what's coming down the pipe. Oh, for sure. And that was cool uh, to see the comparisons between the systems. Because yeah. normally you don't think about what's in inside uh, the box. I, I would have not thought that this thing only had 512 mega RAM in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. They worked some magic. Yep. Well, that's that's a good news. That's exciting news. But I got to say, oh, I think I got some bad news. Some Maybe not bad, but kind of sad. Um, you you might have heard of this tiny little game company called Atari. Yeah. Yeah, well, they filed for bankruptcy in the U.S., in an effort to break free from their debt-laden French parent company. 
Um, Atari's revenues declined in recent decades. Since the early 2000s, the company's been under the rule of French parent known as Atari SA. Uh, in recent times, the U.S. operation has focused increasingly on mobile and digital platforms, and there's some evidence that the strategy is working. Profits remain small, however, with the division taking $11 million and a $4 million, uh, respectively, for the last two fiscal years. Interesting, 17% of the company's revenues now comes from the licensing of the Atari name and logo for various pieces of retro merchandise. Like T-shirts? <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, speaking of which... Uh... There's, I was at Target the other day, and they had a ton of really cool like video game T-shirts. Oh yeah. So uh, you know, you guys might want to check it out. Yeah, I mean they're like ten bucks each, really cheap material, but still cool. You know, yeah, you know they had some uh, you know console ones, some uh, some game ones. It's it's interesting. Anyway, continue. Cool. And I need to, well, that's it. That's all. You know, Atari. So we'll we'll see how that fares out and. We'll keep you updated when we hear more about the fate of Atari. Um, but one thing I, I forgot to say I wanted to bring up, I wanted to jump back to the Xbox, the next Xbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this was funny because, was it Kaz Harai or whatever of Sony? He came out and said um, this week that they're going to let Microsoft announce their console first. And his reasoning was, why wouldn't you let your... Um, uh, competitor go first that way you can see what they've got and then you can work to improve on your own design and i thought wait a minute if you're gonna bring out your console this year you can't wait to see what microsoft's gonna do and then start working towards your new one the only thing they could really do is say um comp- you know look at price and decide on a price after they see what microsoft's is going to cost but it's not the way he stated it in his message and I just thought it was really odd the way he, you know, said that we'll look at theirs and then that'll help us improve on ours. I, I find it hard to believe that they don't know what the other one's got. I'm, like, sh- on, really? I'm sure. Yeah. They know exactly what the other side has. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, so it's, we'll see. I, you know, everybody's talking about, because I think last week we said that Sony was saying they might release or announce before E3 and then they came out and said no we're going to let Microsoft go first and blah 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 yeah that, that's what you say when your product isn't ready exactly yeah it's just like spin yeah so they're trying to make their falling behind the schedule sound like a yeah. good thing <laughs> yeah you know we'll tweak ours you know just to be better than theirs and you know we'll still meet like the same time frame whatever <laughs> So, yeah, like, like my uncle would always say, those are stories for little kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Anyway, all right. So, uh, uh, a little bit of Gears of War. Ugh, can't talk. A little bit of uh, Gears of War information. So, Gears of War Judgment, uh, when it comes out, early copies of it will have a token of sorts for a copy of the games on demand version of gears of war one. So basically what they're trying to do is trying to capture some of the people that have never played the original game and, um, get them into it. So the original gears of war is a 6.3 gig download. 
Gee. Uh, they value it at 20 bucks. And uh, Gears of War Judgment will launch on March 19th. So if you get the Gears of War Judgment, technically you could get two games in one if you get it early enough. Hmm. Yep. So what that tells me is that when I buy it, I'll have a code to give away to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> I've already got Gears 1. Yeah. It, it seems like a weird thing to give away. It's like, I would think at this time, if someone hasn't played Gears 1, I don't think that is attracting them. You know, oh, let me buy the fourth game in the series. Even though it's the prequel, it is taking place before the first one. But still, it just seems kind of odd. I don't know. Yeah, you know, especially with the graphics differences between the versions. You know, it's like playing, you know, after playing Halo 4, do you really want to play Halo 1? <laughs> I don't know. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. So the, uh, oh, and a little well, we additional did. We actually here. did. We played the anniversary edition, didn't we? Mm. Does that count? <laughs> Maybe. We all ponied yeah. up for the anniversary edition. So, yes, Rob, I guess we still do want to play it. <laughs> I guess so. And uh, these codes will be in all regions except Germany, where the first two games are still banned. Huh. All right. Okay. Next. Next. Big, big news here, Rob. Big news. Yes. THQ has been dissolved. Oh boy. Uh, this this is interesting because you know they got a lot of franchises, and it, it wasn't one company buying out THQ. There has been several several companies that have uh, purchased um, the franchises that they held. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna just kind of go down the list, and um, this is kind of where we are at. Oh, you know what? This is. This one is not the final list. Oh, where did it go? I got the I got the pre list here. All right, let me flip over to our Facebook group because I know I believe Wilkes posted the final. I thought I had that link. I apologize, folks. Technical difficulties we're having here. I thought I had the link. Cue the elevator music. Oh, actually, it was uh, Dirty Bite that posted it. All right, so here we go. Here are, because he had the actual list of after the court ruled. What I had was prior to the court on who was bidding. So uh, Relic, developer of the Company of Heroes titles and Warhammer 40K titles, including all assets for Company of Heroes, but not Warhammer 40,000. The winning bidder for that was Sega. Uh, They paid $26.6 million for it. Wow. Um, the backup bidder, which I think some of this is interesting. I'm going to read the backup bidder. So I thought some of this was interesting, uh, was Zenimax media and they bid 26.3 million. So they were close, only 0.3 million off. Um, item number two, Montreal developer of the upcoming 1666 and underdog. The winning bid was Ubisoft and they got that for 2.5 million and there was no backup bidders. So they just took that old developer for two and a half million. That seems Wait, like which one was that? Uh, Montreal. They're making the upcoming 1666 okay. and Underdog. <laughs> I didn't even know like Underdog. Like a cartoon character? I'm assuming. 
I guess. Yeah. Um, so the next item is Evolve. Uh, the, and these are de the dev developers that I'm talking about. Uh, developer of the upcoming Metamorphosis slash Evolve. Uh, the winning bidder was Take-Two Interactive Software. They paid $10.894 million. The backup was Turtle Rock Studios that only bid $250,000. <laughs> so um, Take-Two could have said $300,000 and won, but they paid almost $11 million instead. And my bid for 25 bucks obviously didn't win that one. No, no, of course not. Um, item number four, Volition, developer of Saints Row franchise, including all assets for Saints Row. The winning bidder is Koch Media, parent company of Deep Silver, who makes the Dead Island games. They bid $22 million, um, and Ubisoft was the backup bid at $5.4 million. It's like, wow, that was a huge, almost, what, $15, 17000000 million difference. Um, I bet some of these companies are like, oh, we could have bid a lot lower for that company. Um, item number five, Homefront. All assets related to Homefront. Homefront 2, the winner was Crytek. They only paid $544,000. No backup bidders for Homefront. <laughs> Oh, see, I just think it's interesting, you know, is that mm, show yeah. you how bad Homefront was? And obviously they're making a sequel to it, and the winning bid, the only bid was half a million dollars. So, yeah. um, Metro, all assets related to Metro 2033 and Metro 2034, Koch Media was the winner at almost $6 million. Ubisoft was just a little over $5 million as a backup bid, so that went to Koch Media. Um, which is the same company uh, as uh, they got the Saints Row stuff. And South Park, all assets related to South Park, the stick of truth, the winning bidder was Ubisoft at $3.2 million with no backup bidder. So there you have it. So that tells you where some of your favorite franchises are going and the hands they're in, and then you can decide if you're happy about it, if you're sad about it, you know, if you're worried about what that means for your favorite game. So, I'm not, um, I don't really care either way. There's nothing there that concerns me yep. or that I really cared about. I hear you clucking. All right. Okay, next thing, Microsoft, you, you, we're done with that, right? Well, I guess we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that. Okay, <laughs> then let's you? move on. <laughs> okay. Okay, Microsoft released uh, its uh, fiscal information uh, for the period ending December 31st, 2012, also known as Q2. Uh, basically, uh, what it's come down to is that, uh, first off, the Xbox 360 has been the best-selling console in the U.S. for 22 months. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive, and that's what we want here. And then the year-over-year -year revenue has decreased 11 percent. So in 2011, it was 3.77 billion uh, versus uh, 4.23. Oh wait, no. So in 2011, it was 4.23, and then last year it was 3.77 billion. So a little bit of a drop. Uh, as a whole, 
the Q2 revenue uh, has been $21.45 billion. And um, that's, that's a lot of simoleons. That's crazy how a company can make that in one quarter. Isn't it? Not really. When I look at you know the TXL record books and yeah, <laughs> oh, you all know, those I can, zeros. I can see it. <laughs> all those zeros in our record books. Well, not if you pencil in something at the front of it, <laughs> like <laughs> a dollar sign. Yeah, just... <laughs> dollar sign zero 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 zero. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the numbers. So. The console's been doing great, best-selling console for a very long time, and revenue's been down a little bit. Well, what you going to do? It's got to go down, and then it just goes up. Well, it's going to go down because we're at the end of the console cycle. Yeah. You know, everybody that's going to have one probably has them by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think a lot of, you know, us and, and the listeners, you know, we're probably not going to buy a new 360 unless you got to, you know? Yeah, I mean, it would take mine so for off. me to buy another one. Exactly. So. so, okay. That's that. Alrighty. Okay, now, I have to preface this next story. <laughs> we said last week we weren't going to go into this, but... What I does preface mean? Preface? <laughs> I have to explain why I'm bringing this story <laughs> up. Because it has to do with blaming games for violence yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But... The only reason I want what I want to read this is I want you guys to hear what an elected official here in the States is saying about gamers. So we're not going into the gun stuff at all. Okay. I promise you that. So here here's the story. Um, in a piece in the San Francisco Chronicle, California State Senator Leland Yee, a Democrat, was quoted as stating, and this is quote. Gamers have got to just quiet down. Gamers have no credibility in this argument. This is all about their lust for violence and the industry's lust for money. This is a billion-dollar industry. This is about their self-interest. End quote. That sounds like something you would say right at the beginning of a witch hunt. Exactly. (laughs) Which is all this stuff is, so... (laughs) Yeah. But we're not going to go into that. But this this is what – I mean this is what infuriates me. You know, I, I'm an adult. I was playing games as a kid. All of, all of us that are in our 30s, 40s, and 50s, we're playing games as kids. You know, we were the ones that were there when they first came out in the homes. You know, the Atari 2600s and the ColecoVisions and, and televisions and stuff. And, you know, that's – that was big for us, and it's it's, it's an industry that has grown, has matured. We've gotten uh, games that have grown up with us that are more, you know, I don't want to sit down and play Super Mario Brothers. As much fun as it was, or Duck Hunt, you know, that was fun back then. It's not going to be so much fun now. I, You know, I have grown up. I want a more grown-up game. And for this guy to come out and say that this is all about our lust for violence... Whatever. In that we have no credibility. To me, this says the politicians have no credibility when they don't even know what an assault weapon is. And they have, when they, well, okay, let me stop myself. They're going off on a topic that most of them are clueless on. They're the ones with no credibility. Right. And, and, you know, they're sitting there now blaming video games for the tragedy when there's no proof. 
you know, it's it just, it's, it's infuriating. And, you know, all I can say for those of us here in the States, um, you know, when elections come back around again, take a look and seriously, don't just blanket vote for people. Find out who are, are representing you now and what they're doing. You know, I don't care about party lines and stuff like that. If the guy that's in there is doing what you want him to do, well, then vote for him to stay. If he's not doing what you want, vote in someone else. Simple as that, you know, and uh, let let your politicians know what's going on. But this is just ridiculous. I don't feel that this the gaming industry has a lust for violence. You know, look at look at Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo's very successful and they don't have a, they don't they have very little in my opinion. They got more kitty games and family friendly games on their system and they're still successful. Exactly. You know. Yes, Xbox is known as the shooter console, but I don't care for if I'm in my 40s, what's it matter? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I I like shooters. I like video games. I own guns. I have no desire to go and kill somebody in real life. I mean, it's just it's it's just a stupid argument. I, I I was just like couldn't believe he said that quote that that comment. Now he's trying to backtrack. Um, he came back yes. and said backpedal. <laughs> uh, it wasn't the most artful thing he ever said. He also said that the center was quoted, even though he was quoted accurately, his statement was in the context of the gaming industry. The quote was not directed at individual gamers. Well, that's what you said. You didn't didn't say anything about, he says, gamers have just got to quiet down. Gamers have no no credibility in this argument. This is all about their lust for violence. Okay? Now, then he goes and says, and... The industry's lust for money. So the whole first part of that is aimed at the gamer. This You can't say he wasn't because that's exactly what he said. Gamers have got to quiet down. Gamers have no credibility. This is about their lust for violence. You know, I, I would love to hear from our community on this. You know, whether you write into us, whether you voicemail us, I'm curious what you think about this because this is what a politician is saying about you, that you just have a lust for violence. Oh, what about you, Rob? I mean, you didn't even play this week. How did you satiate your your lust for violence this week? You must have you must have killed someone for real if you didn't play a violent video game. <laughs> Since I was bedridden most of the time, I, I guess I must have had like uh, just dreams. Oh, it's because you're a drug addict too. So it was the drugs. I was that taking drugs. Control. Yes. <laughs> that must be it. The drugs it's those, kept you on, on under control. Yeah, it's those painkillers that I took that kept me from playing. So. Yeah, in the backpedaling, the chief of staff for the senator actually noted um, that he himself is a gamer as well as other staffers in the senator's office and even the senator's children. Boy. So he's raising imagine, children imagine with what those, for violence. Yeah, imagine what those kids must go through. <laughs> you get off of that get off of that violent device. So nice. Okay. That's it for me. I just, you know, wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll have another one next week. This, this thing's going to go on for a while. Well, I, you know, I, I don't want to talk about it every time someone says something because it's yeah. going to. This one was strictly because the guy targeted gamers themselves. Yeah. Even though they're claiming he didn't. That's PR. He specifically said in yeah. the quote, he I mean, said is... gamers twice. 
in two this sentences. Is, <laughs> this is his way to get fame for the week, and you know, he's gonna go away. Whatever. Yeah, he will in two years when he's he's not looking for a new job. Yeah. So exactly. Okay, so next thing uh, we're gonna talk about is about Disney Infinity. So this is the new Skylanders, I guess, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that you're so excited for, Mark. I know you. So I'm not uh, buying into it this time. I promise. That's that's what you say now, until until the boys go, please, Dad, please. And then you have your like, moment of weakness. Get a job. <laughs> go get a newspaper route. Oh wait, there's no such thing as newspapers anymore. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, the executive producer uh, gave a little bit of information on how this stuff was going to work. Basically, the new platform is going to be out in June. So probably, you know, right around the same time as E3 or shortly thereafter. And the media is going to contain content for the first 12 months of the title. So this will be an annual type of system. And exactly how that works, I'm really not sure. I mean, what is that? Do you know about this at all? Is it going to be something like, uh, you know, every month something comes out or what? I don't know how often it's going to come out, but they're going to be releasing stuff throughout the year. Yeah. Oh, you mean the figures are going to be released. But the interesting thing is, where is this new content? Are you asking? <laughs> yeah, did you did you see that in your story? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be on the disc. Exactly. So, you know, so as you get the what do you think you, about that? <laughs> well, as, as you get the new figures, you know, they will work and unlock portions, you know, of the uh, of of the game, but you know that opens it up to hackers, doesn't it? So, no, you know, no, people can find out early on what, what's well, going to be coming up. Yeah, but my my whole point was that all this content, they're releasing the game with the three play sets and the three characters. There's going to have all these other play sets on there already. So you had to get all the stuff on the disc. You're going to have to spend, what, the $35 for, I think we said the play sets were 35 bucks. So you're going to have to go to the store and buy that character for $35. But that playset is already on the disc that you already paid the $60 for. So you're paying $35 for a... Which then these characters in Skylanders are 10 to $15 for a character. Yeah. You're paying... And of course, you know, you're paying for a set, a new playset, but you've already got it on your disc. People in the past have tended to kind of get all their panties in a bunch anytime they find out something's already on the disc and right. they're being asked to pay for it. So I'm kind of wondering if this is going to, if there's going to be some fallout on this story with Disney. Yeah. You know, again, more people feel like they're nickel and dimed. Yeah. It's like, we're going to put it on here, but you got to pay us even more money to play what you, you know, to pay what's already on the disc. Yeah. And thirty-five bucks is steep. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, if all you're getting is a character in a in a in a play environment for them, I just can't see thirty-five dollars for. And think about how many characters they're going to be. I mean, it's a Disney catalog for crying out loud. 
You got to pay $35 for every character? Your kids are going to want them all. For sure. That's, that's why I'm not getting... No, kids are not getting this one this time. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're going to stay away from the uh, they can, section. They want to buy it with their own money at Christmas or whatnot or their birthday. Fine. I But I'm not buying them any extras, and that's all on them. <laughs> wow. I'm staying out of it this time. It's just, it gets too expensive. It's crazy expensive. It is. So... I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I'm curious to see if we're going to see Fallout over this being on a disc. So. You know, or it'll be the usual thing, you know, where people gripe and complain and then they buy it anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else on that one? No, sir. I'm done. All right. Then I'm going to talk about my favorite game, Assassin's Creed 3. <sighs> Hopefully you note the sarcasm. Um, the well, first... that, like that little at the end kind of gave me. <sighs> My favorite is the game of all time, which I haven't gone back to finish. I need to. Oh, wait. The... Is this the best game ever? Uh, no. Remember what we used to do for Hawks? Oh, no, that was actually the best game ever. Yeah. This is not the best game ever. Uh... <laughs> okay, then just say not the best game ever. Yeah, the first episode in the tyranny of King Washington... DLC pack for Assassin's Creed 3 will be available on February 19th for all consoles and the PC. The Tyranny of King Washington is a three-part alternate history exploring President George Washington's more ambitious dictatorial side. So the first episode's called The Infamy. This will introduce Connor as he wakes up to find that George Washington has been crowned King of the United States. The infamy covers the first part of Connor's battle to dethrone Washington and deliver justice to the new America. This is available as a standalone purchase for $10 or 800 Microsoft points, or you can get the entire Tyranny series for $30 as part of the Assassin's Creed 3 season pass. So, I know we got folks out there really looking forward to this, so there you go, February 19th. Okay. Then for uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist, the collector's edition uh, has been announced, and it includes, and when I first saw this, I could not believe it, mm-hmm. it includes a remote-controlled plane. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm... You got your pre-order in already, don't you? Well, I'm a little wondering about the quality of this plane. But anyway, so uh, the... The whole shebang costs 170 bucks, and it is the Paladin Multi-Mission Aircraft Edition. It includes a radio-controlled Paladin airplane, which uh, is what, some kind of cargo? Yeah. I think that's what it looks like. Yeah. And uh, Futuristic I mean, version of the C-17 is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the... The image that they show in their little advertisement, you know, it looks like a, a CG version of this thing. But I'm, I'm kind of wondering how this thing's going to be because I mean, this thing's because you know it's it's a jet airplane, and I don't know how this thing's going to work out because you know those can't be jets; those no. things are very expensive. It's it'll be just some kind it'll of be a little yeah, it'll just be a little, little fan blade in there, yeah. 
So uh, the bundle also includes two co-op maps, some in-game items, and a Splinter Cell Echoes graphic novel. And uh, that's... I guess that's going to be coming out soon. I know we'll have to uh, we'll have to hit up Democulus when this comes out. Cause oh, I know yeah. He'll, he'll buy that big kit. We'll have to ask him what the airplane... Yeah, and if you guys get this kit, post up a little video on on a Facebook group of you flying it. Heck and hopefully yeah. not crashing it. But I, I'd like to see this thing in action. Yeah, they better post it. That's right. Not just a picture. You want to see it in action. Yeah, post up. Pull out your iPhones and your Android phones and use yeah. the camera, the video camera that's built into it to get it in action. Let's see that baby fly. Yes. So. So that's that. Uh, all right, next up, you know, it's funny, this, this story just popped up. I actually, my um, Xbox Live Gold is due here in a couple weeks, and I got my notice from Microsoft, we're going to charge you the $60 auto renewal. So thankfully, Tiger Direct had a deal the other day on eBay for 35 bucks. So I, I went and jumped on another 12 months for $35. Well, it seems like they were not, they were only the first, but not the last, to do the $35 because Best Buy and Amazon are right now trying to uh, fight over your Xbox Live membership. They are both selling uh, year-long gold memberships for $35. So that's quite a deal compared to the 60 bucks that it will you know, normally cost you. So uh, you might want to jump on that right away uh, before they stop selling them. So this story just came out uh, today on the Sunday the 27th. So if you hear us right away, you might want to jump on this right away before they change the deal or sell out completely. So that's a good deal, 35 bucks. 35 bones. That way, at least I can say in the next year that I only paid about half price for my ads that I got to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I get my ads go. for, what, 45% off? <laughs> <laughs> You pay for your ads. <laughs> hey, wait. Isn't isn't the company that's doing that supposed to pay for that? Oh, wait. Never mind. Okay. Not in the new world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you've, you've heard of a, a little company called Logitech, right? Never heard of them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in terms of the console gaming accessories business, you won't hear of them in the in a far too long future. So it looks like uh, the past year or two hasn't been very kind to Logitech. And they've decided to scale back some of their divisions. And one of those is the gaming division. So, um, you know, they'll try to concentrate on their core business, which you know, has been, I guess, keyboards and mice and then some gaming peripherals. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully survive another year. Now, have you have you really seen a whole lot from them on, you know, gaming peripherals other than like headsets or something? No, but um, I mean, I've got a no. I'm actually I used to use a Logitech all the time, but now I just realized my keyboard, my mouse, and my headset are all Microsoft. Yeah, because you used to have that Logitech gaming keyboard, right? Yeah, and I used to have a Logitech mouse. I used to have that G5. You put the little weights in it to you know, so it would be the. Yeah, I got that one. At Heavier, home. light, and I had the was it the G15 keyboard? And yep. I still have that somewhere. It's in a box, but 
I I just prefer this other one. Is it in a box or a bin? No, it's in a, <laughs> a bin with wheels that goes out there. It's in a big giant card. cardboard box with a whole bunch of other computer stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I mean I've got two mice that I use. My laptop mouse is a Logitech, and my home mouse is that one with G5. Yeah. I think you know what, like you said, with the weights and the different snap-on tops. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I really don't remember much of their stuff for for consoles. Except you know, I could see maybe a headset or something. Well, they I think they made controllers too, and headsets. I know that yeah, you know, but it's obviously they're not uh, really selling a lot. I think a lot of anybody that's going to buy a headset's probably going to buy a Turtle Beach or a yeah. Uh, what's you know one of those other guys, you know the big names that make the real expensive headsets. Otherwise, you just use the freebie, the wonderful freebies that came packaged with the console. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just looking at their site, and I think they might have already pulled that stuff. See, so you've just got mice, some funky keyboards, joysticks for the Sims. So I guess the word is to people that if you see Logitech console stuff going on sale, you... Yeah, it could be a good deal, but just, you know, you might want to look for some really good deals. That stuff will probably start dropping in price for what the stores have left just to get rid of the stock. Uh, but just, you know, be aware that uh, you won't be able to replace it or probably get it fixed in the future. Yeah. So that's, And if you do see it on sale, it's probably in a clearance bin. Yeah. So, But it could be a way to pick up uh, if you want to need yeah. some extra controllers, you know, I mean... They make good quality stuff. So. Oh, absolutely. You know, great mice, keyboards, webcams. Yep. Headphone or headsets. Good stuff. Yeah, even you know? my even my webcam is Microsoft because it's the it's the Vision camera from the Xbox. Oh, yeah. I actually ended up oh, using it that now that I got to connect, and I just went and moved it over to my PC. So. Yeah. You're you're. Uh... Representing the mothership. Not, yeah, not no kidding. Okay, the so the are still charging me for to just give me ads. <laughs> I think yes. they could give me a deal here. <laughs> yeah, I pimping, guess it's no pimping their console every week. We're uh, buying all their products, and nope, they still want more. You know, them. now that I think about it, it's no different than like a newspaper or a magazine because you buy those at the newsstand and they got ads in there. Sure. Yeah, but that offsets the cost. Yeah. You're not paying eight dollars for that newspaper every day. You pay fifty cents. Well, if it wasn't for the ads on Microsoft or on Xbox Live, maybe Live would be like eight hundred dollars a year. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Let's, let's continue. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that for when Bron's on. Yeah. That's his favorite topic. <laughs> we don't okay. want to steal his thunder. No, no, I don't. Okay, so that was it. All right, cool. Uh, community topics this week. We've got uh, two emails that came through our website uh, through the Contact Us page, and they're both from the same person. So the first one, uh, they're both from uh, 360 Addict, and she says, So, Wingman, since you complained that I complained so much about not sending in a message because you broke your message receiver thingy weeks ago here's my question i didn't break nothing that was all that was all rob um yes. for borderlands which is still a great game 
what is the point of releasing all these DLCs without raising the level cap yet? Even if they raise it halfway, it would have got a better incentive for gamers to keep playing a little longer than just playing the DLC than stop playing. Um, I agree. I can't believe they put three DLC packs out and have not raised a level cap. They're supposedly going to do it here very quickly, and yep. I, and it looks like it may not even be a DLC. It's just going to be a change to it, uh, probably a game update or a title update. Um, because I thought I thought I read by the end of January, but that only gives us a couple more days. Maybe it was February they were going to have it done. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the season pass only has one more DLC pack. And to put out the level cap at that point seems kind of stupid. Because all the stuff I've done so far, I'm sure once they add it, I'm just going to be sitting at 50. It won't like go, oh, well, you've played 700 bazillion hours with a gajillion of XP. Here, bam, you're automatically at 60. You know, it's not going to, they're not probably accumulating. Because last time in the first game, when they did the level cap, you were, didn't matter how much you played, you once that update went, it's like then it would start to increase your XP from that point on. So it didn't retro go back and retro count your XP. So, um, yeah, they should have done it on this last one, I felt. Uh, give me two, I'm fine, but you're going to do two more, then I want a, a cap increase. So, oh well, we'll see. They, they are saying that they're going to do more DLC beyond the four that are in the season pass. So maybe that's why they're putting it out later. Because, you know, they don't want you to be tapped out on your level cap by the time the last DLC pack is. Because they kind of hang that out there like, oh, well, we're going to have more DLC coming down the road. So that's probably what they're going to do. But I would have liked to have seen it. Rob, would you even know what level you're at? Mm, I think like 10 or 12, something like that. So you're not too concerned about having the level cap raised at this point in time, I guess. No, huh? no I'm still <laughs> you're, you're good with pretty early in the game. <laughs> yeah, you're still good with it. All right. Uh, second question also from 360 Addicts is where is your Metacritic score at uh, now for the show? Um, we're so high. I mean, we're we're what? We're like a 11 out of 10. Billion. Just, we're just eleven billion. <laughs> so everybody loves us. You know, even those that don't love us, they still love us. They just don't realize that they love us. Yeah. So lovers gotta love. Yeah. It's all good here at TXL, baby. For sure. <laughs> all right. Okay. And then uh for this week's retail releases. Uh, there's really one thing that kind of sticks out above uh, uh, the rest, but actually there's only one other thing I think that's coming out, and that is, uh, well, the one good thing is Hitman Trilogy HD. Oh, hang on, hang on. What? What? What, what? I take that back, because that's listed as a PS3 title. What? That's got to be wrong. Uh-oh. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. Never mind, there's nothing coming up this no, week. No, I noticed that it's um, it disappeared from the Xbox list on on the GameStop calendar thing. Yeah. But if you if you do go into it, if you Let's do a Amazon. search, it does come up. There is an Xbox version listed, and it's it says release date is uh, the 29th, which would be this Tuesday. 
Yeah. Um, Amazon has it as well. Uh, Gamefly's got it. I've got it queued up in my Gamefly. So, and it's scheduled. They, they're getting it as of the 28th, but that just means they'll ship it out tomorrow. So they'll have mine shipping tomorrow because I've got an open spot. For Xbox, it says Hitman uh, Trilogy HD is in stock. So does that mean it's already been released? For who? The 360 version of Hitman HD Trilogy. It shows it's in stock. On Amazon? Yeah. So did that get released without our knowledge somehow? Well, it's probably... No, on Amazon it shows me that item won't be released on January 29th. Pre-order now. That's what I'm seeing on Amazon. Okay, there's a premium edition. That one shows as January 29th. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did I order this? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Oh, look at that. What? I actually have it ordered. Me too. <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't think I was ordering it. I didn't think I had ordered it. Did we, did we order, order this on the show? We may have. I'm just, I, I got it on my Gamefly. <laughs> we must have because I've got it sitting here. Um, it's sitting. Pr- it's yeah. not yet shipped. It'll probably ship tomorrow. Does it say you purchased it on December 16th? Uh, yes. <laughs> we must have ordered it. Yeah, I think we ordered it on that show. Well, you know what? Then I guess I'll leave the order. So, I will mm-hmm. leave the order. We'll see what happens. So. What do we get for it? <laughs> I ordered the premium edition. Yeah. Um, let's see. What do we get? Um, if forgot. We get the limited uh, edition art book. Yeah. Featuring never-before-seen interpretations of class Hitman moments. Also get access to Hitman Sniper Challenge. Um, you get the three classic Hitman titles remastered in HD, which are Hitman Contracts, Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, and Hitman Blood Money. So you're getting three games, three full games. Yeah. I mean, and three good games. Yeah. That's funny. I didn't realize that... Uh, Dude, I had a, I this I'm glad I'm glad we looked. I had no idea that I had this ordered. I thought that I was I had a game fly because I was gonna possibly just get it from there, and if I liked it, I would keep it. But yeah, that's so funny. Like both of us for, totally forgot about it. Well, I guess I'll remove it off GameFly, <laughs> and yeah. I wait till February fifth when they send me. Snipe or Dead Space 3. Actually, does it show we get release date shipping? I don't think it does. Mine's got the two day, but I think that's if you pre ordered it, it'll still show up on release day. Yeah. Because we've, we've talked about that so many times. You know, didn't we? Did you get an email that said that this would, uh, you know, the release date shipping is now available for this item? I vaguely remember that. Maybe. I don't know. Okay, well, whatever. So, okay, Hitman Trilogy HD is out on the 29th <laughs> for PS3 and 360. Uh, and that's it, nothing else worthwhile. Fun, fun, fun on the run. Yes. So. I believe that's it. That's it I for the show. I think that is it for the show. 
So I guess we'll be able to talk about next week about Hitman 3 or Hitman Trilogy. Yeah. Which is Hitman Contracts, Hitman 2 Silent Assassin, and Hitman Blood Money. Yep. So we got a lot of gaming to do. Yeah. Full show. Cool. All right. We'll close it out. All righty. Um, thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate it. If you do like, if you listen to us on iTunes and you do like us, please give us five stars. We appreciate it. If you want to leave a review, comment, tell others how wonderful we are, we shall appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week with another exciting show and uh, probably some review of Hitman Trilogy. So we will talk to you all next week. Uh, be sure to call in or email us if you got some comments for the show. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. And I'm Rob, also known as Presar on Xbox Live. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you all next week. Agency, this is 47. Patch me through to Diana.